You're listening to The Hot Tag with the real tag team champs, Matty Ice and Axel the Axeman, where we talk everything wrestling. All right. Okay. Let's try this again. All right. I'm ready um, when you are. All right. Sounds good. The girls just left, so we okay. have silence except for Julia <laughs> and maybe Heather. So. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, welcome back to Hot Tag with the Tag Team Champs, the real tag team champs of the podcast world. Bringing you the number one podcast in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, right now. I think <laughs> <laughs> we got to change up our uh, our entrance every time, right? <laughs> yeah, our opening. <laughs> yeah, we'll put in a fun fact every time. Put in a fun fact. Yeah, I think we have like I think we're up to like four listeners now. I think maybe well, better than possibly. last week. Better than last week, possibly. So, so how's it going, Axe? Just trying to stay warm. This uh, little bit of cold front, it, uh, it's throwing me off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yesterday, um, you know, I worked outside. You worked inside. Um, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't think it was that bad outside for being as cold as it was. It was, uh, what, a high of like maybe 20 or something outside, I think. The sun was shining. Uh, had a little bit of a breeze to it, probably 20-mile-an-hour winds. So it was brisk. It was brisk, that's for sure, uh, when that wind hit you. But uh, if you were standing in the sun and didn't have the wind, you were actually halfway decent. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, since it's so cold in Milwaukee now, it's a good time for wrestling. That's right. Good time to stay inside, watch uh, AEW Dynamite. Or uh, NXT, WWE, ROH, New Japan, MLW, if you can watch it. <laughs> yeah. Watch it all. Watch it all. That's right. You, or even go to a local indie show. Well, support yeah. uh, support uh, Joey the Jet. Yeah. It'd be hard for him to uh, bury a dead body now. Yeah. Yeah. The, the ground might be a little frozen. He might have to dig in the snow. You may have to wait till spring. <laughs> may have to wait till spring, yeah. Keep them on ice. Yeah. So. So, uh, what do you think uh, of Dynamite this week, Matty Ice? Um, you know, I didn't watch the whole thing, but um, I kind of fell asleep a little bit because I was up for many, many hours and couldn't stay awake. But uh, I kind of clocked uh, bits and pieces of it. Um, so, that uh, opening match was pretty pretty decent with um, uh, the Dark Order, I thought. Um, and Hangman kind of walked away. He said he couldn't do it. So I think Hangman wants to do a singles run and uh, not do a group thing. So um, that's good for him. Uh, Brody Lee had his – Brody Lee Jr., negative one, had his um, birthday party that uh, – Dr. Luther tried to, uh, to wreck, and he was like, my birthday was three days ago, you idiots, and threw papers at him. So that was good. That was funny. Enjoyed that. Um, I fell asleep during the Cody match, so 
Um, yeah, he beat Peter Avalon. Um, I guess he said that he was going to beat him in under a minute. And uh, he didn't because of some distractions and stuff, but they're furthering along that uh, storyline. Yeah, so. with, uh, with Jade. Yeah. Yeah. I um, kind of caught that because uh, I looked at the highlights just uh, uh, when I got up this morning as well. Um, kind of read the match reviews. Nobody really got like a really good rating on their matches, um, as you probably saw with what you were looking at. I was looking at Bleacher Report, I think. Yeah, yeah, I was on so, there too. So, yeah. Um, that uh, I think the match of the night would have had to been, uh, what, the, the tag match with the Inner Circle, right? Yeah, yeah, and that was the main event too. Um, it was interesting to see Jericho and MJF win, though, over Santana and Ortiz, when Santana and Ortiz are... You know, the tag the team. The legit tag team. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so yeah, with that with that in mind, where do you think that's going to go? Well, I saw that they uh, furthered the Sammy Guevara angle with MJF, with MJF kind of grabbing his tights. Yep. Um, so I like that because I, I, I do think that um, – Sammy Guevara is eventually going to break away from the inner circle and go on a singles run. I think he's good enough to go on a singles run. I also think with a little bit of time, he could definitely be TNT champion. I know it's Darby's turn right now, but I could definitely see by the end of this year, if not beginning of 22, uh, Guevara being uh, TNT champ. Now, whether that's on a face run or heel run, only time will tell, but if he breaks away from the inner circle, um, he might be a face. Um, yeah, you know, I could definitely see him being a face um, coming out of the inner circle, at least initially, and then maybe catching some heat later or something. Because he's pretty hot right now as far as um, his status is. I mean, he's got a lot of support behind him from everybody, so he's he's very, very talented. Yeah. No, I um, I agree. He is very talented. Uh, one thing about the TNT thing is uh, Sting and uh, Darby Allen came out uh, together, pretty much. One Sting came out first, and then Darby did. Okay. And then they got to talking, and Sting was like, "Yeah, you kind of remind me of myself back in the day and whatnot." And um, I think they then uh, Taz came out and interrupted. I think that's how it went. But, um, yeah, and it seemed like Taz wanted to uh, call Darby and Sting out for a match. So, sounds like they might have some kind of, like, brawl. Um, I don't know. if Sorry to interrupt you, but they released uh, a match for the upcoming pay-per-view that's going to be in February, I believe. And the Revolution one, and yeah. it's actually going to be Sting and Darby Allen against, um, I believe, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks in a street fight. Okay. So. And what would your thoughts be? Would that be a live street fight, or would that be, um, what do they call it, syndicated match? Um. 
Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it's called a syndicated match, but I know what you're talking about, like the pre-taped, kind of like the the graveyard match with AJ and the Undertaker. Right. Um, you know, it's hard to say. Um, oh, I think that would be their best bet to go that route, considering um, Sting's age. You don't know what shape. I mean us the fans don't know what shape he's in and then considering the last time he did wrestle uh he was injured so how that's standing we don't know um but they did have ddp wrestle he just didn't do a lot of moves but that was more of a classic tag team match than so much of a street fight which was a little rougher on the body um so, yeah, I would hope for sake of not only Sting's health, but for match quality and stuff that they would do a match like uh, the Undertaker's match with AJ, that graveyard match, or Boneyard, or whatever you want to call it at WrestleMania this year, this past year. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, I do hope they go that route. I know everybody doesn't like that, and I know... Some of the matches that they've done that way, WWE, that is, haven't come out the best, but that one was definitely good. Yeah, um, I'm thinking that they're going to go that route with that match. Um, Then they can control, like, everything and make Sting look really good. Yeah. Um, For sure, I think that's going to be what they're going to be after. Because that's what Sting wanted to actually do um, with, like, The Undertaker is have those match or have a match like that with The Undertaker, but they didn't want to do it. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would have been cool. Um, And it would definitely highlight both of them, you know, because if they get tired because they're old guys, you know, you can take a break and and you can do it in two or three days and piece it together and make it look really good. Yeah, exactly. You can take your time with it and make it look good. Um, so, yeah, I know uh, Penelope Ford had a match um, on Dynamite 2. Um, I didn't really see that, so can't really comment on how good that was or whatnot. Yeah, um, I think the- there's a couple other matches on there, too. Um, I saw that there was a segment where Don Callis pretty much told the Young Bucks that uh, they're holding Kenny Omega back. Okay. Um, so that's interesting. Seems like that, uh, I mean, basically, uh, if you go from storylines, that the elite that started the company is no longer a group. Yeah. Yeah, according to storyline, yeah, at least no longer a group. So that's pretty interesting. That's, uh, I mean, interesting is in the way of I was I'm I'm definitely thrown off by it. Um, you know, I was kind of guessing when the company was getting started that, you know, all of them would be champion, but uh, yeah, now they're not even together anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, Moxley had a match too. 
Yeah, and I heard that the guy he wrestled, um, I guess he's in QT Marshall's uh, school, and I guess he had a pretty good showing is what I hear. Yeah, I'll definitely have to go back and, like, watch it again and uh, check out everything. But uh, it, according to uh, the grade, it got a B minus. So um, they said it was a solid debut for him. So yeah, um, that's good. QT QT Marshall's uh, school is actually kind of like uh, it's like the WWE developmental system, the the performance center. It's just like that, pretty much. I guess now they're kind of making it. Okay, so yeah, uh, so him the and- farm stable. So him and Dustin are pretty much going to train the new guys. That's pretty much their role now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and Dustin is uh, the women's coordinator, actually. So he's kind of like Fit Finley then. Right, exactly. Okay. And um, listening to a podcast with like Anna J. Um, yeah, that Jericho one, right? The Jericho one, right. Um, she... Uh, Basically said that like he's really good at talking with them and getting giving them the right guidance and all that stuff. So um, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's definitely good to see. Um, and I'm I'm glad that uh, AEW is doing that and taking that uh, serious route because I think that's definitely where you probably get your best talent as you develop it yourself because they're already in the system, they already know your ways. Um, and, you know, you don't have to worry about trying to reteach somebody something that somebody taught them in the wrong way. Um, right. So and they can they can put the, the WWE like. Um, uh, like video or like TV training on that and then like get them polished to like TV and whatnot, live TV. And right. Stuff. So. So yeah, and but then they can put their own little twist on it to make it like what they think is going to be a better product. Which obviously, I think a lot of people think that AEW is a better product. So yeah, it'll be interesting how. Uh, excuse me, how uh, time will tell. But um, quick note to backtrack a little bit about John Moxley. I want to get your thoughts about this. Uh, I just saw. He did an interview, and they had – I don't remember with who, and I apologize for that. But they had asked him about uh, a return to WWE, and he said basically along the lines of um, nothing's out of the question. So hmm. he didn't really say yes, and he didn't really say no. So I'm interested – why he would have answered like that. You know, what I found interesting, um, too, is I was watching SmackDown last night, and um, I don't know if you recall any information or overhearing about that WWE backstage. Um, I've heard about, about the backstage and, like, different things here and there, um, but not a lot. Okay. So, you know about the show, and... Basically, they talk or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they brought on CM Punk for a couple cameos. I thought it was going to be a, a role, a leading role for him. Yeah, because Booker T's on there, right? Yeah. Okay. It's 
Booker T, Paige, and it was Renee Young. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought Renee Young got fired or released from WWE a little bit ago. But obviously on the show, that's ran by Fox. So I think she's under contract with Fox to run WWE backstage. Okay. So I thought that was interesting because that show's coming back on the air again. Interesting. I wonder if she'll be on even though, I mean, she could still work. I know she's, she's pregnant and they're expecting a child, but she could still work. Up until she, you know, was pretty far along, I would think. Yeah. But I find that interesting that, uh, well, what I find interesting about it, if she was released from WWE and she's on that show, what kind of, um, what is she going to do? What is she going to say about WWE? Is she going to give the flat-out honest opinion or is she going to sugarcoat her feelings. Well, you know what I mean, I would imagine since WWE has a contract with Fox, that they've got a symbiotic relationship between one another. So therefore, Fox isn't going to say anything about WWE and vice versa. Um, so I would imagine, per her contract, she can't say anything too negative about WWE. Um, so I would imagine that she's probably going to keep it pretty professional. And, uh, if she's still on the show, that is, which I don't see why she wouldn't be. I agree with you, but yeah, I wouldn't think she would say anything too negative. Um, so yeah, I guess only time will tell, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Cause CM Punk was, uh, he, he, he kept it real, put it that way. CM Punk kept it real um, between those guys and uh, his comments. So I I would like to think that um, since it doesn't really have any real big affiliation with WWE, that she might kind of venture off and and, kind of maybe speak her mind, but in a polite manner. Yeah, well... She has her podcast now, so she definitely has a platform to speak her mind there. Right. So I feel like that if if she is on backstage, that she's got her area where she can speak her mind and still have her job and do whatever they want her to do, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because, hmm. yeah. Interesting, though. That uh, I'm glad you brought that up. That was, that's, that is an interesting thought. Yeah, I just saw that last night when I was watching SmackDown. SmackDown, uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's getting kind of interesting with uh, the whole Kevin Owens uh, feud with Roman Reigns again um, since Kevin Owens was <coughs> brought in to replace uh, Adam Pearce. So, in the, the last man standing match. Okay. Um at uh, Royal Rumble, as we talked about last week. But um, the opening of the show with SmackDown had um, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman come out, and then uh, Adam Pearce came out and basically said, I'm sick and tired of you guys running your mouths and blah, blah, blah. And 
um, Paul Heyman challenged to him to a match. And then Paul Heyman came out like he was going to do the match. And then all of a sudden, oh, he slipped on the stair and fell down. So he's like, oh, I guess card subject to change. So, and then uh, Roman came out and they got a couple shots on each other. And then Roman kind of took took the best of uh, Adam Pierce. Um as one would think that would happen um, just because of the uh, storyline and Adam Pierce being out for so long. It's not like Adam Pierce can't probably have a decent match with the guy, but um, he is like a WWE official, you could say. Right. <clears throat> so he's not going to like really take it to Roman Reigns like he he could and he probably should, you know? Yeah, he's not going to make the star look bad. Right, exactly. You know, he's there to make him look good, so. Yep, exactly. But uh, they, they had uh, like a platform or whatever for those TV monitors that they have in the Thunderdome or whatever. And uh, so they... Threw Adam Pierce up there, and then all of a sudden Kevin Owens came out of nowhere and started attacking him and beat him up. So interesting. So and then they they kind of left it at um, at that Roman or um, Roman laying there and Kevin Owens standing over the top of him. So I would like to think that um, Kevin Owens is going to have another run with the belt here. Um, I mean, that's the only, like, logical thing that I can think, um, with the storyline is because Roman's already beat him numerous times, and it's time for him to, like, get a win out of this angle, and I think, uh, Rumble's the way to do it. Yeah, um, the only thing, I, I do, I do like what you're saying. The only thing that worries me is what's going to happen in the Rumble match. Who's going to win? Because, and this is just what I feel, the winner of that match is definitely going to face Roman because right now SmackDown is the top brand in the WWE. Raw right now is not very good. So, and they're about to hand the belt over to Goldberg. <laughs> if they if they do that, that would be not a, that would be not a good choice. That would that would be a waste. Yeah. Which we did find out that McIntyre is still going to wrestle Goldberg at the Rumble. I'm glad to see that. So, Hopefully, I mean, there are some comments out there from uh, Jeff Jarrett saying that he was going to beat, um, or Goldberg was going to beat uh, McIntyre with a spear and a jackhammer and a one, two, three. So I hope that is not the case. Yeah, <clears throat> me neither. Um, me neither. That would. Uh... Definitely not be good at all. But, um, 
don't um, know. To stick on that Kevin Owens thing for a second here is if Kevin Owens takes the title, right? Mm-hmm. Do you see him keeping the title till um, – or do you see him keeping the title at all? Or do you see The Miz possibly cashing in? Um, no, the Miz is the well, the Miz is on Raw, but well, right? yes, yeah, him and yeah. Mor- him and Morrison are on Raw, yeah. Um, you know that's a hard one because remember about that article I told you I read earlier this, e- or I guess I say this year, but I mean in I read it in 2020 uh, yeah. about him saying if he didn't wrestle main event WrestleMania that he was leaving. Right. Um, I still am keeping that in the back of my head because I do feel like there's going to be some angle, obviously, with him having the money in the bank to put himself in that situation, whether it be a run-in at the end of WrestleMania or to get the belt right before WrestleMania and main event with either belt. Um, yeah. it'll be it, it it'll be interesting to see if they put him in the rumble itself. Um, like we talked two weeks ago now on the show about him being uh, I just came up with this name multi belt multi belt Miz, multi belt Miz. And, okay. Uh, but um, if. Kevin Owens, to answer your question, if Kevin Owens does beat Roman Reigns at the Rumble for the belt, I think Kevin Owens will at least hold the belt to WrestleMania. And it depends on who wins the Rumble and who challenges who. And if the person who wins the Rumble challenges Drew McIntyre, I could definitely see them letting Kevin Owens hold the belt at least past WrestleMania, and then going from there, seeing what storyline is next. Um, because I think if Kevin Owens does beat Roman Reigns, I think Roman Reigns as a heel is done, and he'll come back as a face. Um, you think so? I think so, yeah, I do. Um, I like Roman Reigns as a heel. I think it's really good, but... And this is what I don't like about WWE, is they flip-flop people... Too often and too quick. Yeah. So, like, for instance, if Seth, Seth Rollins were to come back, I could see him being a face. And I know he left as a heel, but he's been off TV for at least two months. So that makes sense. But yeah, for, come back and... Yeah, and be a good guy. Up, yeah. Or but, be a good guy, yeah. You know, so if... And they're not going to take Roman Reigns off TV that long. So it's not going to make sense for him to come back as a good guy, but I could see them doing that, which I don't like. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like that because what he's got going on now makes sense. Right. It makes all the sense in the world. You know, so. <clears throat> Especially but, with Paul Heyman. Well, and plus, all the fans are going to boo Roman Reigns anyway, so you might as well make him a freaking heel. Right. Um, yeah, I mean. Realistically, um, the Miz could possibly, potentially, 
either cash in um, at the Rumble on either opponent, I think. Say Drew McIntyre, or say... They could probably do it um, with this angle here, is that, um, for instance, uh, like with Drew McIntyre and uh, Goldberg, if uh, he, if they, um, if they ended up, um, like, having kind of like a beatdown match almost like whatnot. Yeah, where they take each see, other to the limit. Yeah, where they kind of take each other to the limit or something like that. Or maybe where like McIntyre maybe takes like the jackhammer and kicks out. Mm-hmm. I mean, his move is kind of protected in a way, so. Right. But I don't really see that happening. But maybe like Maybe the Miz comes in and like um, does something to Goldberg or something like that unexpectedly, like clocks him in the head with Money in the Bank and then pins Roman Reigns. I mean, not Roman, uh, but pins uh, Drew McIntyre. Well, okay. What do you think? Like, like <clears throat> ends ends up making like a three way out of it. What do you think about this? So. Uh, I want to see Drew McIntyre be protected if he's going to lose to Goldberg and they're going to do this angle where Miz cashes in the money in the bank. But say that he's not. Say that they wrestled for 10 minutes. Goldberg beats down Drew McIntyre, hits him with a spear, hits him with a jackhammer. One, two, three, like Jeff Jarrett says. Goldberg's WWE champ. All of a sudden, Miz comes out. John Morrison comes out. Hits Goldberg with the money in the bank or the chair or whatever. Because remember, in the past, Morrison acted like he was going to cash in the money in the bank for the Miz. But remember, they came out and said, Morrison doesn't have the the briefcase. Miz has to turn it in to use it. Right. So they go that route again since they've kind of teased that angle. Mm-hmm. But then the Miz runs out and grabs it, gives it to the ref. They, ca- they do it. Miz... Pins Goldberg one two three. Goldberg ends up being the scapegoat transfer belt guy. Yeah, I can see that happening. Then, too. then that way, the Miz isn't beating Drew McIntyre to tarnish McIntyre's legacy or whatever he's built up so far of twenty 2020 twenty into twenty twenty one. He gets beat by Goldberg, which is. He's billed as this unbeatable guy. Right. And then the Miz gets to go to WrestleMania and have the belt and let Miz run as WWE champ for a while and then have McIntyre come back to chase the belt later on. But it, the Miz is a, a face now, right? Um, or is he kind of in between? He's kind of like in between, I think. Okay. Um, But... Uh... The other thing that I would think of is that since it's a last man standing match between him and Rome or between Kevin Owens and Roman, Miz switches brands and pretty much takes out the winner of that match and becomes champion. See, that could be a possibility too. Because it's a last man standing match, you know, 
you're pretty much you're going to beat the tower of each other and the winner's going to be like beat up so easy for the Miz to come in with uh, Morrison like take him out with a chair or something like that right or some big move or something like that pin him for the one two three for sure I like that I like that too yeah, I, I think if if they what we've talked about, if they go either route, I think that that's that's good. I really do. Yeah. I, I like both of them. Or we can take our one of our original ideas and have Miz just be in the Rumble, win the Rumble, <laughs> and then win both belts at WrestleMania. There's win your both Wrestle- belts at, at WrestleMania. There's yeah. your WrestleMania moment right there. That's right, and that would be a huge WrestleMania moment if you if you think about it, like. Yeah, I mean, the only thing... Two that, belts at WrestleMania? Nobody's ever done that before. No, that, that's not true. That's not true. Um, Chris Jericho won both belts at WrestleMania, beat Stone Cold and The Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Daniel Bryan won both belts. He unified them, remember? He won at uh, WrestleMania 30, I believe. And he got uh, the WWE belt and the World Heavyweight belt. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but I, ah, sorry to to steal your thunder, but uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I think those two moments are definitely going to be a bigger WrestleMania moment than the Miz. But I know we're on the Miz bandwagon right now, so we're going to ride it into the sunset. Yeah. So uh, maybe we should get Miz T-shirts, Miz and Morrison T-shirts. Yeah. Hey. All right. Hey. Hey. Ho ho. Miz and Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, MJS, that's, uh, uh, my, my daughter, Megan, we, uh, came up with that name the other day. So MJS is, uh, what she's going to be referred to on the podcast. Um, she likes, uh, saying that, Hey, Hey, ho, ho, Ms. Morrison. (laughs) She likes that a lot. No, that's, that's good. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see, and uh, I'm definitely going to follow uh, WWE a little bit more closely now to see how those angles are going to transpire going forward. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, we're getting into WrestleMania time, so, yeah. It's, I think just for, like, the WrestleMania nostalgic, I think we got to follow it a little closer, so... Yeah, that's that's what I. Oh, go ahead. You might have to like look at the the cheat sheets or something like that, since uh, you can't really watch a whole lot of uh, Raw or SmackDown without getting irritated. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say um, maybe I'll just follow along through uh, <clears throat> the results because uh, I feel like that's what I've done the past couple years around the Royal Rumble. I get invested. And uh, Raw and SmackDown and uh, kind of follow it closely and uh, watch it up until WrestleMania. And then I say, oh, okay, cool. And then I stop watching it until next Royal Rumble. So, yeah. yeah. So so what do you think of uh, WWE uh, having it in Tampa with some actual fans? Um. I like that. Uh, I feel like that they're going to kind of follow the model 
that um, uh, Wrestle Kingdom did, and okay. that and that uh, AEW has been doing. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom between the two nights had about twenty thousand fans. The first night, I think it was I I heard it was like twelve thousand plus, like just a little over twelve thousand. The second night, it was like seventy five hundred or something. Um, and they were in the Tokyo Dome. And I know that I've heard rumblings that uh, Japan may go back into a lockdown. Um, so <clears throat> as long as nothing too crazy happens with that, and especially back over here, um, I don't have a problem with uh, them doing the um, WrestleMania with fans, uh, especially considering that I believe it's going to be at Raymond James Stadium, which is where the Buccaneers play. Am I right when I say that? Yeah. Okay. So if it's at Raymond James Stadium, which is open air and a large football stadium, probably holds at least 60,000 plus. Um, so people will be able to social distance. I don't have a problem with it. I, I think the numbers will be limited, though, too. They're not going to sell out. Oh, yeah. There's, it's it's going to be limited for sure. But, um, yeah, no, I like it. I'm ready to slowly get things back going and back to normal. Um, I think it'll take all of 2021 for things to get kind of back in the swing of things, even with the the vaccine. Sorry, uh, all you listeners out there, we're getting a little political. We try to keep this a political-free zone, but... Um, even with the vaccine, I think that it's going to take people um, that little bit of time to get back in the swing of feeling comfortable without the mask, being around people. Um, that's just human na- human nature. When something happens, it puts you into something that you have to change your mindset and get out of your comfortability. It takes you a while to switch back over to where you were comfortable before. Um, <clears throat> so I'm excited to stop wearing a mask. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm ready to be back to normal, but how normal are things going to be going forward? I don't know. Cause that's always going to be in the back of some, of some people's minds. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm expecting they'll probably have anywhere between 10 to 20,000 fans probably. Oh yeah. Probably for sure. Um, because they'll put people on the ground, or they may keep them elevated. Um, but yeah, I think they could probably spread them out. Oh yeah, for sure. So for sure. it all depends on if they open up the ground floor. Yeah, obviously they're obviously they're not going to have anybody ringside. They're going to keep distance off ringside. Oh, for sure, for sure. But uh, yeah, it's that would be um, be interesting to see. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, how many people go? Because I know that they sold ticket. They're selling tickets right now. Okay. So. And I wonder how much those tickets actually are, because I know that um, in the past the tickets were pretty expensive to go to WrestleMania. I think they were like upwards of like a couple hundred bucks for nosebleed seats. Oh my goodness. Seats. <clears throat> 
You know, like if you, if you want to go ringside to a show, oh my, here it's a couple hundred bucks. So I'm sure ringside at WrestleMania is probably like thousands, two grand at least. Yeah, I'd be curious. I'd want to look that up during a normal year, see how much ringside WrestleMania tickets are. Yeah, uh, it's just I'm just interested. Not that I would buy them because I don't have the money to. And uh, we wouldn't spend the money on the product, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm boy boycotting. Um, I have a hard time spending forty bucks on that product live. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's it's like the atmosphere or whatever. That's that's interesting. Right, makes it, makes it interesting. Um, you got the fans chanting and doing all that stuff, and um, I, I don't know. It's kind of nice to to be a part of that at least once, you know. Yeah, for sure. The only thing is, is uh, it's a marathon. I hear that, uh, like, the last live WrestleMania that they had was, yeah, it was like, like seven, eight seven hours. hours long. Like, holy crap. I don't know if I could sit that long. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I'd, yeah, run, out, I'd run out of beer I, money. Yeah, they'd run out of beer, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, switch gears a little bit, um, uh, about, uh, NXT. Um, so I know last week we talked about the women's Dusty Rhodes, and apparently that wasn't the entire bracket that I announced. Okay. Um, so, um... So Candice LeRae and that Indy Hartwell are in it, and they are wrestling this Gigi Dolan and Cora Jade. Um, and apparently, I found out that um, that ah uh, shoot, I'm sorry, that that Gigi. Dolan or whatever is um I believe she's Priscilla Kelly. Priscilla Kelly. She was a indie wrestler and she used to be married to Darby Allen. Oh really? Yes. Okay. So apparently she's on WWE now. I didn't know that they had signed her. So, that was interesting. Did they sign her, or is it just a one-off? Sometimes they bring people in for one-offs. Maybe it was the one-off, but um, I don't know. But they've been having some of these um, tag team matches on 205 Live. Um, And 205 Live starts at like 9 o'clock, right after SmackDown on uh, the network, apparently now. Um, <clears throat> why WWE feels the need to have all those shows, I have no idea why. It makes absolutely no sense. You know, wh- whatever. Whatever, that's their problem. But um, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell ended up beating them. A uh, little spoiler alert. Okay. Um, but then to continue the women's bracket... Um, Next, it's uh, obviously we talked about Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. 
They're wrestling Marina Shafir and Zoe Stark. Um, and then to the other side of the bracket, like we said before, is Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm against uh, Casey Catnazaro and Caden Carter. And another spoiler, um, wanna, um, Casey Catnazaro and Caden Carter beat Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm. I did not see that one coming. Wow. Okay. Um, and then to finish out the bracket, these two teams we didn't talk about at all last week. Um, it's Aaliyah and Jesse Camilla, which, uh, Aaliyah, I think has been in NXT for a little bit. That name sounds very familiar to me. And then Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, um, which I believe I know who Dakota Kai is, but for some reason I just can't picture her. Um, okay. So now that they've had two matches, and it seems like that Shotzi Block, our two picks to for the finals are on the same side of the bracket, as in Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell and Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon, mm-hmm. lo- looks like we're not going to get our final pick like that we picked. Well, we tried. Uh, that is true. We did try. We tried. Um, but to go, to jump to the men's, um, so they've completely finished out the first round of the men's. Um, and I'm sorry to break your heart, Matty Ice, but uh, Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory lost. What? Yeah, they got beaten the first round by uh, Kushida and Leon Ruff. No. So I don't know what direction they're going with them. I would have expected them to at least get one win. But to ease your pain, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher made it to the second round. Oh, yeah. They beat uh, Tony Nese and uh, Davari. Okay. Well, I mean, that's good news because now I don't have to end this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, Drake Maverick and Killian Dane beat uh, that Kurt Stallion and August Gray. Um, Lucha House Party beat Imperium. I'm extremely shocked by that. And then um, Legado del Fantasm beat the Bollywood Boys. So... (laughs) To go on the second round, it's uh, Undisputed Era, Adam Cole and Roderick Strong versus Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. And then to finish out the left side, it's Kushida and Leon Ruff versus Grizzled Young Veterans. Okay. Um, I'm super excited to see that Undisputed Era, Tommaso Ciampa, Timothy Thatcher match. I think it'll be really good. Now, who comes out there? Um, That's a hard one. Um. And I, it's hard to say because I, and I only say that because it it, it goes off a couple of factors. Um, right now, Bobby Fish is injured, and Kyle O'Reilly is kind of in the main event for the NXT title and NXT. Mm-hmm. Now that goes to. What I'm going to say next is 
I think it depends on the direction they want to go with Undisputed Era along with um, Adam Cole's contract. Now, I don't know if he re-signed or not because I had heard that his contract was up last August. Obviously, he's still here, but I don't know how long of a deal he signed it, or if he signed at all, and maybe he his contract wasn't actually up in August of 2020. Maybe it's up in August of 21. Yeah. Um, now, it's, it's hard to say with him and Britt Baker being together, is he going to jump ship to AEW? So if he doesn't want to re-sign with WWE, I could see them losing to Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Because Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher have like a odd tag team thing going. Um, plus, Tommaso hasn't really been featured in a main event role like he has been in the past. Mm-hmm. But also, another thing, um, it would kind of round out the story a little bit if Undisputed Era made it all the way and they wrestled against um, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch because that was who they wrestled. Those guys and Pete Dunne were with um, Pat McAfee when they wrestled Undisputed Era. Okay. What happened to Pat McAfee? Uh, they wrote him off TV. Why would they do that? Um, I don't know, but Pat McAfee tweeted about it, and it seemed like he was kind of upset because he found out on Christmas Day that WWE wrote him off TV. Hmm. So now it just makes WWE look silly because they just randomly wrote him off TV, and that's it. <laughs> So what was the point of that storyline? That it didn't accomplish anything, except for yeah. lead up for a third War Games. So that's it. But it doesn't really make make a whole lot of sense there. Yeah, it doesn't make a lick of sense. So whatever. Because um, I mean, the guy's trained. He's a trained wrestler. I don't know. Why can't you keep him going? I mean, is he not up to par? Or is he, like, not what they're looking for? I honestly have no idea. Like, that's, I don't know. That doesn't really make any sense because you had a good storyline with him coming out. Right. You know? Right, exactly. Whatever. Yeah. So then, um, to round up real quick uh, before our break, um, the right side of the the bracket is um, MSK. Like we talked about last week, they were the Rascals off Impact. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to wrestle uh, Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. Okay. And then the bottom is um, Lucha House Party and Legato Del Fantasma. Um, I think that'll be a pretty good match because everybody involved is kind of uh, Lucha Libre style. So that'll be interesting to see. Okay. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Interesting stuff. I think so too. Yeah. So uh, who do you got for sponsors this week, Matty Ice, right before our break? Um, right before our break? Well, 
you know, I was going to say Honey Dip Donuts, but I, um, I just found out that they closed. Oh. So. Permanently, permanently closed. Um, I really wanted uh, a jelly-filled donut today. So. Uh, that's sad news. I don't know if I want to travel. I'm not sure. I'm kind of heartbroken. <laughs> you know, I could just run over to Dunkin' Donuts and go get jelly-filled donuts, but. Actually, I probably could because I, I I need to get some light bulbs. <laughs> so, yeah, it'd be a, it'd be good for me to go get some light bulbs or something. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, but uh, all I got is a uh, Fago Moon Mist. Ooh, with a real kick. Nice, nice. Big twenty-four ouncer. Mm, okay. Yeah, so um, this week I got um, I got off-brand co- Keurig coffee. Okay, it's delicious. It's nutritious, and if you stay blindfolded, you can't taste the difference. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> what does it taste like? Does it taste like Folgers? Ah, uh, Maxwell House. Maxwell House. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Maxwell House. <laughs> all right, all right. Scared of you, Maxwell House drinking drinking ass. <laughs> yeah, keeps me sharp. That's right. That's right. All right. So yeah. Well, well, I guess uh, we can. Uh, well, you want to take a break, or you just want to end this podcast? Ah, uh, we'll take a break. All right. Sounds good. All right. All right. Well, we'll be back. All right. We're back. And we're back. We're back live. Live from our individual houses. Yeah. Respected locations. Respected locations, right? Yeah. Our own little... In undisclosed areas. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. With our uh, own little studios. Yeah. My studio has four chairs. So I can have four guests at any given time. Yeah, we had to uh, close up the uh, garage studio. Too cold out there. Yeah, you know that's that's the one thing about the garage studio. You know, with uh, Wisconsin, it's uh, it's pretty brisk out there. So, hey, but uh, I'm hoping with the house hunt that uh, we. Uh, we could gain a new uh, studio location in the in the old axe cave. In the axe cave. That sounds good to me. You can dedicate your own room to the axe cave podcast studio. Exactly. What 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 is um what does Stone Cold say? Um. Uh, what's his gimmick? Uh, three sixteen gimmick street. <laughs> oh. We're just gonna find a gimmick for you now. Yeah. Yeah, I just need one. We need one as a tag team. What's our gimmick? Um. <laughs> we we. What are we? The, I know we're the Beer City Boys, but we had to change our name to the Barstool Boys, and then we uh, come out with bar stools. Hey, we're we just, might. We're just like those old guys that go to the local bar, the, the hole in the wall, and just they're there every night. 
run. <clears throat> Drinking old mill. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Or uh, old fashions at uh at the local Greek restaurant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> playing yeah. playing those we'll just, uh video slap machines. We'll just hang out at Pegasus. That's right. Live from our studio apartment in booth. Pegasus. <laughs> yeah. Live from our booth in Pegasus Greek restaurant right <laughs> off Greenfield. It's hot tag with the Beer City Boys. That's right. Dang it, I lost another twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so But uh yeah. No, I like that. Maybe we can work out a deal with Pegasus. You know what? Maybe we can. Maybe we can get like a free egg or something out of the deal. Half no, pounds. I I want full breakfast. I'll podcast there. We'll tell everybody about going to Pegasus. And they just give us free breakfast and coffee. And we'll go and podcast there. They have to reserve our booth. No one can sit there. Right. By the fish tank, right? And it's like we're swimming in the ocean. <laughs> they got All a right. fish tank in the back. Yeah, Two I'm down. I'm down. Little baby Julia, she loves looking at the fish. <laughs> so. Yeah, All I still right. haven't taken Ashley there. I need to. Yeah. It's uh, it's not bad. You guys, uh, next time you guys are out this way... um. Stop in there and grab some food. I think they're open till like nine. At nine? So, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, they were open twenty four, but. Oh really? I, I think they're open till like nine. Oh wow. I. Is, yeah. Is their lunch and dinner good? Oh yeah. Huh. I'll be damned. Yeah, they uh, got the they got specials. They got all sorts of kind of stuff. So, uh, we go there for breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever. So, their soup's I, really good. Nice. I'll have to go down there for lunch or dinner or both or whatever, yeah. Just yeah. sit there all day. Yeah, we can just sit there all day and just soak up their uh, their atmosphere and podcast, right? Yeah, I'm down. All right. All right. Oh, yep. so, uh, real quick, I want to apologize to all the listeners. I did a really bad job of editing last week, so... I kind of left the F-bomb in there on accident. So all you youngins out there or people who are offended by bad language, I'm sorry. I suck at editing, I know. So I lost last week's pay. <sighs> what are we going to do with you? I'm letting the tag team down, I know. Uh, missing wrestling. Uh, I've just been so busy. I... uh that's no excuse for me, though. Sorry, I should stop making excuses. Because uh, excuses are like uh, bum holes. Everyone's got one, and they all stink. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, so this week, hopefully I can edit good, and uh, you can all forgive me. And uh, especially now that we're caught up on our bills for the podcast. So hopefully we don't have any more malfunctions. Yeah, yeah, um, that's uh, that was kind of a drag. I had a lot of people come up and ask me what happened. <laughs> so, like, um, we forgot to pay the bills. Yeah, it happens, you know, life happens. But uh, what do you think about earlier this week when I sent you that uh, announcement about uh, the Chris Canyon episode of Dark Side of the Ring? You know, I I, uh, I immediately texted you, uh, who better? 
Who better than canyons? <laughs> um, I um, who, what podcast was I listening to? Um, I was listening to Jericho. Um, with the Young Bucks, actually. Oh, is that a new one? Um, I think it's an older episode. It's probably. Uh, oh no, it might be a newer one. Yeah, I haven't listened to that one, so I just was curious. Uh, but they were talking about Canyon when oh, he died. Nice. Um, but uh, they were actually talking about how, like, they got into the business and whatnot. How his dad, how their dads built him a wrestling, how their dad built him a wrestling ring. Okay. And like where they came from. It was a really good story, but then they uh, talked about um, um, how they pretty much developed like their backyard wrestling brand and then like kind of promoted their own stuff and had their own bigger shows and whatnot. Um, and They um they got to talking about how they did some kind of like lucha promotion or something like that. Like Conan was there, and uh, Canyon was there. Okay. And they're like, oh, I guess uh, Canyon uh, came up to those guys and was talking to them and giving them advice and whatnot and. Yada yada yada, and they kind of ran into him a couple times and talked to him, and they're like, "Oh, well, you're a pretty cool guy. Uh, you think you could do a show for us or something like that?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, for sure." So like they kind of uh, brought him into their their wrestling promotion. So oh, that's pretty cool. I thought that was that was quite interesting, and. Um, like the young bucks didn't know that he was gay. Oh. So um I'm not 100% sure on his all like background story situation. Okay. Like the young bucks were just kids at the time. Right. They were um I think the oldest one was like 18 or something. Okay. But uh Canyon thought he was like kind of cute, I guess, and like asked him if he was gay and whatnot. So Oh jeez. Um, so that's kind of like, it was like, that's kind of abrupt. Um, yeah. He was just like, Hey man, I'm, I, I'm gay or whatever the case was. And he was, the one was like, okay. And he was like, yeah, I kind of find you attractive or whatever. And then it, I don't know. I guess he was just like, they were like, Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's fine. Uh, whatever. Um, so then they then they were cool, and then I guess he started to like change and whatnot, and then they stopped talking to him a little bit more, and he would get like phone calls, I guess, and um, when he was like super down, he was like super depressed and whatnot. So, mm, damn. So yeah, so the young bucks kind of shared that story, and um, it was it was rather uh, unique. So. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, yeah, 
Interesting. So, um, what do you think about this? That other thing I sent you about uh, AW Files trademark of uh, Battle of the Belts. Do you know what that is? I I don't know what Battle of the Belts is. I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure, but um, as I told you in a text message back, is that I didn't really I don't really care for the AW belt. Um. I don't know if it's the shape or what, but like, it's a nice looking belt, but it's just not, I don't know. It's just not my style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Belts for me, I'm, I'm like, uh, like old school into belts. I was like classic intercontinental belt. Um, I never really cared for the wing winged angel or not the winged angel, uh, the wing, the, the winged Eagle belt, the WWE had, um, I was never a fan of the belt at the rock and stone cold always carried. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was always a fan of the big gold belt though. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then like all those triangle weird shaped smaller belts and stuff like that like that AWA had and um, NWA had and stuff like that and I did like the um, um, well I don't know if I really like the the old school US title belt from back in the day Um, the WCW title belt I'm not sure if I'm a fan of that one or not. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there and I I think it depends on like what era you grew up with wrestling with what kind of belts you like, you know? Yeah. Um because um you know, one of the belts that I really don't like that was pretty much around my entire childhood was the spinner belt, the WWE spinner belt. Mm-hmm. I hate that belt. I think it's stupid. It's, I don't know, it's just not my style. But I do like the way the WWE belt looks now with the big W. I, yeah, I like that. I, th- I think that's really cool. Um, I think that's a, a decent decent belt. Um, that's kind of like a, I, I would say like almost like a classic style. Yeah. You could say. Yeah, it, it, it's like classic, but it's got that like new era spin to it too, you know. Right. It's it's still like new, fresh. It's goes off of, you know, like newer stuff, but it's still kind of it's not like out there and strange. Um with the AEW belt, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the um um IWGP um a little bit. You know, it kind of's got those yeah. rough edges and and stuff. Yeah, it it does kind of remind you of that that belt a little bit. Um, but I do. Sorry to cut you off. Now that they've changed the color of the leather for the TNT belt, I think that's a good looking belt. Yeah, I don't know. That's just me though. Yeah, uh, the TNT belt I thought was uh, it was okay. Yeah. Um. I'm not a fan of the 
new U.S. title belt. I'm not a fan of the uh, intercontinental belt at all. Yeah, it's I was no, it's ugly. I was never a fan of that oval-shaped intercontinental belt back in the day. Too. It kind of looked like an egg. Yeah, I did not care for that belt at all. Um, uh, that classic belt. Um, I thought that was. I don't know. Maybe that's just what I grew up on. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, like you said, belts that you grow up on and whatnot. Yeah. So. But um, what do you think of that um, tweet I sent you from Anthony Bowens um, about Anthony about um, Matt McIntosh? Oh, Matt McIntosh. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, and for all you guys who don't know who Anthony Bowens is or can't think, he is in the acclaimed on AEW, and they've been uh, hitting pretty hard on Dark. So, hopefully, um, he's get, Anthony Bones has gained some traction and some followers, and people are going to find out who Matt McIntosh is. All you watch, listening, look him up. Watch the matches. He's good. That's your boy, the bad apple. Bad apple. Um, yeah. Um, that'll be interesting. Um they came out and said that AW Dark is kind of like um, independent guys's like TV circuit. You could say, okay. like if you're decent on the indies, you can have your opportunity on Dark and maybe get seen, get some exposure, maybe get signed, sort of thing. So um, that's that's going to be nice. So yeah. Um... I'd like to see Matt McIntosh come to Dark. Um, and I know this is going to sound weird, but I I want to see him get signed by AEW, but at the same time, I don't because I know that he's really good on the indies circuit. Um, so I think he really enjoys like traveling around and doing that stuff um, and having his own freedom. But I would still like to see him like come back and do some dark matches here and there. Yeah, um, it would be nice if if they had more of a like a NWA kind of deal out there still. Oh yeah, like travel around and stuff. Yeah, like travel around. Um, but uh, I think NWA and their contracts. I think. I think you're able to float from company to company. Yeah, well, I mean, if if Maybe. you think about it, though, they kind of have the NWA mentality, except it's reversed. They stay in one spot, and everybody comes to them. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, now, if they're going to start traveling again, they'll be traveling around, and then they can bring in independent guys to put on dark at whatever town they're at. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think that'll That's I think true. that'll be fun. Um Especially when they come to Milwaukee, if they've got some local Milwaukee guys, that'd be uh, that'd be cool to see for sure. Uh, you know what? I'm sure a couple of local Milwaukee guys might be in there too. They usually yeah, do that. I mean, for their uh, dark matches and whatnot. Yeah, so. why not? You know, why not do that? So maybe we might see the Jet 
Maybe. Or maybe uh, Aesop will be in there. Maybe. You never know. So. You never know. Yeah. So, uh, got anything else, Matty Ice? Um, I don't think so. Um, I think that uh, we came up with a few good ideas and uh, storylines and uh, where the the rumble's going to go, possibly, potentially. Um, maybe the Miz will show up and cash in. Kind of hoping that I'm kind of hoping that he cashes in before WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah. Um, only reason being is because then it's an advertised WrestleMania for the Miz. If he's true to his word, and if he doesn't get his WrestleMania moment, then he's out. You yeah. Know what I mean, it doesn't need to be like, okay, well. I came in and cashed money in the bank at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's actually got his match, his full match in the in the main event kind of deal. Right. Unless he goes and wins the Rumble. So. But I think uh, right now there's a lot of speculation that Daniel Bryan's going to win the Rumble. Okay. Why, I don't really know, but uh, I know that he's kind of like coming back on a hot streak a little bit here recently. Um, But, yeah, we'll see who they bring back. But if Miz gets in the Rumble, um, I I would really like to see that happen, though. Miz get in the rumble and win. Yeah, that would that's that's what I'm hoping for too, so fingers crossed. Yeah. Or or something, or cash in. It would be nice to see him take both belts. Cash in for both belts. Um but I don't think realistically that would happen. I mean that's a good uh good fairy tale story, I think. Um but yeah, I think that um, if if he doesn't cash in um, at the rumble and not enter the rum- or in, and not enter the rumble, then I think uh, well, if he doesn't enter the rumble, I guarantee you he's probably cashing in. For sure, for sure, for sure, and I think he cashes in either way. So, either way that we talked about on this podcast. I hope so. I hope so. So, either way, that would be a good storyline for him and push him to uh, WrestleMania. I mean, it's a, it's going to be a short-lived WrestleMania, uh, or short run to WrestleMania for him, a couple months. He can either win, uh, he can either keep the title, win, and keep the title, or he can lose, and it doesn't really matter. He had his WrestleMania moment. You yeah. Know I mean? Well, so. hashtag multi-belt Miz. Yeah, hashtag multi belt Miz. That's right. So, all right. Well, I guess that's it. You gotta, you gotta buy a house here. I do. Yeah. Good luck finding a house. Yeah. Here. No. I... Hopefully, uh, hopefully something comes up. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, we're like getting close. I feel like everyone we see, we get closer and closer and closer. Um, 
we've seen uh, quite a few and there's been like four that we've been like in love with and they've uh, just slipped through our fingers. This is a hard market. But uh, I feel like we're close. I'm, I feel it. And, you know, I got that, that gut feeling. Um, and, you know, as I go into other, so many, you know, so many houses, you know, I get that feeling, you know, that feeling like, oh, yeah, I can live here kind of thing. If I don't get that feeling, then I know it's not the one. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely an exciting moment. But at the same time, it's uh, a hard and a kind of stressful moment, too. Um, so I know that we will uh, both be happy when we find something. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, so we'll wrap this thing up. Um, everybody stay safe out there. Um, bundle up. It's cold. Um, if you want us to do, uh, anything special or, uh, stop doing stuff, remember as always, Twitter and, uh, email, it'll be on here. Follow us on Twitter. Give us likes on uh, Apple Podcast or whatever. Uh, any other podcast? Yeah, form? any other platforms you're on. And uh, uh, also, I'm gonna start that uh, hashtag multi belt Miz. Uh, so I'm gonna put it on our podcast or on our podcast Twitter, and uh, I'm gonna add the Miz. So hopefully, it'll get us some some. Maybe the Miz will give us a, a shout out or something. Maybe you never know. So, uh, Multi-built news. Yeah. So if uh, if we go famous off of that, I don't know. We might have to collect. Oh, <laughs> I'm down. Let's collect. We might have to collect some uh, some fees. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, maybe start a um, a Patreon. Patreon page for the news. Yeah. <laughs> Multi-built news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, that's all I got. All right. So uh hope all you listeners uh, have a, a wonderful day, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yep, until next week, yeah. right? Wash your hands, wear a mask, watch your distance. Yep. We're getting through this, so. One day at a right. time. One day at a time, one step. All, all right. right. Sounds good. See you guys later. We're out. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us by email. Our email is hottagpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at BeerCityBoys1. Hot Hot tag out. out.